Let's jump in this morning. We're, uh, we are in the first, the first Sunday of Advent. How many people feel like it's absolutely crazy that we're in our first Sunday of Advent right now? Raise your hands. How many people feel ready for the Christmas season right now? Kind of, kind of. We did a little bit of decorating at our house this weekend, so uh, we are gearing up. Uh, as Russ described, usually we approach Advent in a little bit of a different way. We tend to be a little bit more liturgical in nature, so there's more readings, uh, there are more times of silence, uh, we try to intersperse some uh, old Christmas hymns in there, uh, a lot more moving pieces to our service, uh, our services on Sunday morning, uh, and that's by design. This is a season where we can slow down and we can engage in a more liturgical practice uh, of our Christian faith, um, and it's kind of fun that way. So let me explain just a, a bit about Advent for those of you who may not know. Uh, Advent really is the four-week season that leads up to Christmas, so it's four Sundays, this Sunday, and then I believe it ends on the 21st, uh, or the last Sunday is the 21st of, uh, of December, and then Christmas Eve, obviously. Um, today is the first Sunday of Advent, so it's really the beginning of the Advent season. But even more than that, from a church calendar point of view, today is the first day of the year. So when you think about the liturgical calendar, uh, today is the first day of the new Christian year. It begins on the first Sunday of Advent. So uh, kind of a special way to think about that. Advent is a quick definition, if, you, uh, if you're looking for one. Advent is the season of preparation for Christmas. It's a season of preparation for Christmas. So the natural question that comes out of that is, why are we preparing for Christmas? We prepare for Christmas because it's a grand celebration, second maybe only to Easter. It's a celebration of the birth of our Savior, the birth of Jesus Christ. We celebrate the reality that our Savior King stepped into skin, took the form of a vulnerable baby, grew and lived on earth and walked among us for 33 years. In a theological uh, understanding, if we were to use a theological term, we're really celebrating the incarnation in this way. But Christmas, I believe, is important for reasons beyond just the celebration of the birth of Christ. I believe Christmas is important because it serves as a critical reminder for us. It's a season uh, of remembering the fact that we serve a king that not only came once, but we serve a king who will come back. Richard Rohr says this, Advent is not about a sentimental waiting for baby Jesus. Advent is a time to focus our expectation and anticipation on the adult Christ, the cosmic Christ, who challenges us to empty ourselves, to lose ourselves, and to surrender. To think of Christmas only as the celebration of a historical event, I believe, misses the reality that Christmas is also a foreshadowing of an event that is to come. And this is what gives Advent its depth and its richness, because it's a season of preparation, but also it's a season of waiting. Now, this idea of waiting, I believe, evokes a lot of emotions. How many people here enjoy waiting? Raise your hand if you enjoy waiting. One person, Brian Bogue in the back, just absolutely loves waiting. Can't wait for it, in fact. Uh, no, the, uh, I believe none of us actually really like waiting, maybe with the exception of Brian in the back. Waiting is incredibly hard. Little things 
that, uh, that begin to create uh, big obstacles in our day, little things that happen that frustrate us for the rest of the day. Things like waiting for the person that uh, has a green light but is not driving in front of you. How long do you wait until you start honking the horn at that person? Two seconds, <laughs> three seconds, then you just lay on the horn because they're not going right away. How about uh, waiting at the DMV? Who's renewed their license recently? It's maybe the worst experience in the world. Uh, it's not the worst because here is actually the absolute worst waiting experience is being on the phone with the people at Verizon. <laughs> is that not the most maddening experience that you have ever had in your entire life? And I feel so bad for those people because you know it's, it's some nice lady in like Kansas City at a call center and she probably doesn't really want to be there listening to how frustrated I am at waiting for that phone call. But we have different things throughout our life that force us to wait and I don't believe any of us enjoy that season, that, that time of waiting. Yesterday it was my son's fourth birthday and just trying to get, uh, we have, uh, it was one of our son's birthday, we have two other boys to get the three of them to wait to try to have their cake, to have the birthday cake. Was, it was an all-day experience to the point where he couldn't even wait. And while Grace was getting ready, uh, I wasn't there in, in the morning uh, portion. And while Grace was getting ready, he went in and just grabbed two big handfuls of this pre-made cake <laughs> and, uh, and ate them. So we had a birthday cake that we had to cut in half because my son's hands went into the cake before it was even frosted. Uh, but we are not good at waiting. As human beings, we are not good at waiting. I believe it's one of the most challenging human experiences is just to wait. Black Friday might be a good example. Here is a sentence that I am positive no one uttered at 4.30 a.m. at Walmart on Black Friday. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'll wait. You take that one. I'll wait for the next one. <laughs> People are trampling other human beings to get to the stuff that they want. We are not good at waiting. Waiting is really a lost art in our culture. I found this quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He says this, Waiting is an art that our impatient age has forgotten. It wants to break open the ripe fruit when it is hardly finished planting the shoot. But all too often, the greedy eyes are only deceived. The fruit that seemed so precious is still green on the inside, and disrespected hands ungratefully toss aside what has so disappointed them. The truth is, is our culture does not value waiting. We equate waiting with laziness. We equate waiting with inefficiency. We equate waiting with wasting time. Why would we ever wait for something when we could have it right now? Because having what we need, what we want, what we think uh, that we need for our lives is always better than having to wait for it later, right? That is our mentality. I've heard it said that our cultural understanding of waiting is being in the awful desert between where we are and where we want to be. Waiting is being in the awful desert between where we are and where we want to be. And so we've created systems and we've created rhythms and things in our lives to try to limit the amount of time that we have to spend in that desert. We try to get away from it as much as we can. And even though we seek to find ways to get out of waiting for whatever those things are, today we enter a special season of waiting. Four weeks where we can practice this lost art. 
Jesus talks about this art as he uses a number of parables and prophetic teachings to speak to the idea of the end times, to speak to the idea of his second coming. Uh, If you turn to Mark 13 right now, it's where we're going to read from this morning. This section uh, is sometimes referred to as the Olivet Discourse. And in Mark 13, 33 through 37, Jesus says this, Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home, he puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Jesus is clear about two things in this passage. One is that we do not know the time when he will come back. And two, we are to live a certain way while he is gone. He says, for you do not know when the time will come, so be on guard. Stay awake. Keep awake. In short, we are to wait for his return with great intention. Waiting, I believe, is a critical aspect of Christian life. The entire nativity story is built upon its foundation, upon the pretense that Elizabeth and Zechariah and Mary and Joseph are all waiting They're waiting with the promise of what is to come. And the only reason that they are able to wait is because of the promise nurtures them all along the way. It was a promise that helped them to live with intention, to live with purpose while they waited. Nowen says this, waiting is is essential to the spiritual life, but waiting as a disciple of Jesus is not an empty waiting. It is a waiting with a promise in our hearts that makes already present what we are waiting for. We wait during Advent for the birth of Jesus. We wait after Easter for the coming of the Spirit. And after the ascension of Jesus, we wait for his coming again in glory. We are always waiting, but it is waiting in the conviction that we have already seen God's footsteps. Waiting for God is an act of alert. Yes, joyful waiting. As we wait, we remember him for whom we are waiting. And as we remember him, we create a community ready to welcome him when he comes. As followers of Christ in our context, we wait with the truth that he has already come once and with the promise that in his glory, he will come back. But our waiting is not a simply passive standing still. Waiting is the very posture with which we take, with which we live. If we go back to that scripture, Jesus gives this little quick parable in there, and he says this, it's like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home, puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. We are his servants. And Jesus, while he is gone, has entrusted us with the authority and the work of the kingdom of God. We wait by working for his kingdom. 
I think it's easy to miss that sometimes. It's easy to gloss over that reality. We think oftentimes that our role on earth here is just not to screw up our chances of getting into heaven. And so we live a safe and sheltered life, just doing our best to make sure we can punch that ticket to heaven when that time comes. But we have been entrusted with the authority and the work of the kingdom of God. And so we wait by working for his kingdom. This does not come with ease, just like it's painful for my kids to wait for Christmas or to wait for that birthday cake. It's difficult for us to wait as well. Paul speaks to this. Romans 8, he says, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. There is pain in waiting. There can be hardship in waiting. Waiting is uncomfortable. Our spirits should groan while we are waiting for his coming. And yet we posture ourselves in this way. Because it's countercultural, because it militates against our very nature. And so this is the way that we are to be, not only in this season, but throughout our lives, to posture ourselves with waiting. If we spend our lives seeking instant gratification or chasing whatever makes us feel good, whatever fulfills us at that moment, then we become entitled. We will become impatient. We will become selfish. But those who wait are content in their situation and yet long for the coming kingdom. Those who wait find joy in suffering, knowing that Jesus will come to redeem all things. Those who wait are patient. Those who wait are compassionate. Those who wait can find goodness and hope in this world, knowing that Christ is coming back to make All things new. There is a deep spirituality in the practice of waiting. We wait not because it is easy. We wait because it is good. Today is the day that we enter this unique Advent season where we are tangibly reminded that we are to be a people of waiting. Today is the day that this journey starts for us. It's a season that we prepare ourselves and practice waiting for the second coming. And in this way, Advent is a prophetic season. It's prophetic for the rest of our lives that we once again remind ourselves in this four weeks that we are to be a people that waits, that waits with intention. Bonhoeffer says the Advent season is a season of waiting, but our whole life is an Advent season. That is a season of waiting for the last Advent, for the time when there will be a new heaven and a new earth. As we reflect on the birth narrative over the coming weeks, we remember that waiting is the backdrop of the entire nativity story. Just as Elizabeth, Zechariah, and Mary, and Joseph waited with the promise of the coming king, we can find hope 
in the truth that their story is, in fact, our story. Just as they had the promise that sustained their waiting, so we have a promise that sustains our waiting. Their stories foreshadow our realities. And each Advent, we are gently reminded again that we are not only to focus on the celebration of Christmas, but we are called to be Advent Christians every day of our lives. Followers that daily wait with intention. Let me close this morning with a a benediction and prayer over all of us as we continue to walk through this Advent season. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do seek quiet places to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. Help us to wait for your return. To you we say, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. You are dismissed this morning.